Happy Hanukkah, Liz. Oh, happy Hanukkah, Brace. I got you eight presents. <gasps> really? Yeah, but unfortunately because of COVID, I can't give them to you. Um, what? And they go bad, so I have to resell them. What do you mean they go bad? They go bad. What are they, baked goods? I mean, well, I can't tell you what the presents are. Oh, my God. Uh, spider eggs. <laughs> I told you about that, right? When I, was like, when I was like 13, I thought I had this big zit on my cheek for so long, and I couldn't get it off, and like it wouldn't pop. And then one day, I'm in the mirror, and I'm looking at it, and all of a sudden, just 50,000 little Shut spiders up. come You're out. You're such a liar. You're face. a liar. Crazy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, it's Hanukkah. You know what Liz just did? Liz went boop and she put her her palm in front of her nose and then extended yeah, it like out. Yeah, like Pinocchio phrase. Pinocchio wits. No. You know what? I'm in a great mood. You, I know. I feel fantastic. I feel so good. And it's because, well, wait. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. This is True and On. I'm Liz. Hey, I'm Brace. We have young Chomsky with us. Oh, my God. What's that voice? I don't know. What voice am I doing? I don't know. What is that? I'm like a falsetto. I call this falsetto guy. That's it's like this guy I've been working on. You know, that's like... um. He was like an HR voice. Hey! Yeah. Hey, that's everyone. That's super cool team, you guys are doing this. Some team building. We'll do a team yeah. building happy hour. Hey, this is my friend Ibram Kendi. Um, and we have a totally great Zoom session for you guys today. Are you super excited? Yeah. I, I actually have HR. People, you know, it's funny. You always hear people being like, this person's acting like HR. It's like, bitch, I've had HR, not about me, but in general, complaining that people, you know, act like they're working at HR. I have an HR one job I've ever been at, and the lady existed solely to yell at me. Yeah, that's She was like, never nice. I, yeah. We got her to quit with the union stuff. <laughs> she made her life so miserable, she quit. Uh, and they hired like an outside firm, but, uh, but yeah, no, I've always just worked for Greeks and Greeks. I don't believe have HR. So the reason I opened the episode by saying I was in a great mood is for two reasons. One, I'm in a great mood mm -hmm. and two, because we just wrapped a fantastic interview with our guest today. Oh yeah. Um, and I just had such a great time. Me too. This was one of we we we've we do interviews like this sometimes before where it's just like I I'm I am excited the entire time and this is yeah this it's is like freewheeling man oh yeah absolutely yeah it's it's it's, no it's how I like to do them off roading well well we have and I'm sure you have read the episode title or description mm. uh, but if for those of you who don't or don't want to read uh or can't even we mm. actually have with us today in the cyber studio one private pi or ed opperman pi i think you say pi afterward mm. like md so we have uh we have mr ed opperman pi with us here to discuss well liz what are we talking about oh man well we're, we're talking about hunter biden 
But mm-hmm. we go all over the place. We got Hunter Biden. We got Giuliani. We got OJ. JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah, OJ. And I got to say a bombshell about Miss Kellyanne Conway. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kelly and Conway stuff is wild. And of course, we have a special guest appearance by Bo Deal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's come to this again. We are once again here joined by ed opperman pi and of course fellow uh, fellow podcaster radio host ed real quick for those who missed the last episode who are we dealing with who the hell is ed opperman thank you for bringing me on the show let me tell you something brace and liz uh, ed opperman is a fan of hot sauce <laughs> and if you go to silkcityhotsauce.com you put in promo code ed you oh get 15 percent off the hot sauce and you get a free bottle of hot sauce <laughs> Ed, how you doing? What's happening? I'm doing good, guys. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, I'm it so is excited a to have you back. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, thank you. So, Ed, a few uh, a few days ago, maybe maybe five six days ago, you hit me up and you said that you had some explosive news. Uh, you had some you had some uh, there was some new developments in a case that I think both you and and we have been talking about the Hunter Biden case, but it's much goes far beyond that. Could you kind of fill us in on what the hell you filled me on on? Yeah, I think it's one of the greatest stories out there. <laughs> I really do. I think it's one of the funniest stories I've been involved in. Um, and like all Hunter Biden stories, it starts with John Benet Ramsey, right? Of course. <laughs> okay. A relative of, of Liz's, I believe. Oh, really? No, no. <laughs> okay. That would be crazy, actually. But I will say just really quick, because we do have some international listeners, we're going to have to like go very slowly through this story. Um, can you explain really quickly who John Benet Ramsey is? And also for our Zoomer listeners who aren't aware. <laughs> yeah, John Benet Ramsey was a little girl about five years old. She was a beauty pageant contestant. And she was discovered dead on Christmas Eve in the middle of the night in Boulder, Colorado. Some people accused her parents of doing it. Some people accused an intruder of doing it. Mm. And it really took the the tabloids by storm, you know. And it's a case has never been solved. I think it was the brother. Remember John Mark Carr? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. John he was Mark a school Carr. teacher, right? Right. Right. He was a school teacher, and uh, he was in Thailand, and he confessed to the murder of John Benet Ramsey. And they brought <laughs> a, him back in. Combo. <laughs> yeah, I know. They brought him back in to stand trial. So what happened with me was when I saw the name John Mark Carr, and this was way back in the early 2000s, and it wasn't back then. You couldn't just search people's social media and find all their stuff right away. Yeah. But I was real good at it because I was doing all that email tracing work. Okay. I found on Usenet all these posts by John Mark Carr where he was trying to lure little girls, little teenage girls and preteen girls. He wanted to counsel them, give them Christian counseling, all this kind of stuff, right? Real perverted stuff, too. This guy's a real creep. If you guys don't know who this is, by the way, Google image him or Google image search him. Yes. Uh, Really, like, just really freaky looking dude. Like, looks like exactly what you just described him doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a reason he was arrested in Southeast Asia. There's a certain type of guy who, well, certain type of guy who gets arrested over there. He's a real Gary Glitter type. Yeah. Well, well, it's worse than that, because the reason why he was over there is because he had charges of child pornography pending on him here in the United States. Mm -hmm. But the cops lost his laptop. They sold his laptop, 
at a garage sale. So it's all the child oh, pornography man. on the laptop. Uh, kind of, you got rid of it, right? Well, that's oh, very convenient, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of odd stuff with John Markar, okay? Mm. But he's this guy, you know, so I found all this information. I couldn't really, I was busy with other things at the time, so I turned it over to Nancy Grace's producer, and they ran with it, okay? I had nothing to do with that. Uh Uh, But I always kept my eye on John Mark Carr. He always struck me as a guy that I need to keep my eye on. Like Brace. I keep my eye on Brace. Of course. course. (laughs) For very different reasons. For very different reasons. I want to make that clear. But but, but there's a lot of guys in my life, you know, former clients, former people who caused Mm -hmm. problems for my clients. And I keep an eye on them, okay? So John Mark Carr was a guy I kept my eye on. And I would just search him out every now and then. Uh, So one day uh, I'm searching him out and I find this story about a girl who had to get a restraining order against him. The girl's name is Samantha Spiegel. Mm. She was nine years old when John Marcar was an assistant teacher at her school in San Francisco, right? When she sees him on TV confessing to this murder, she contacts him out of the blue. They enter into a relationship together with each other. What? Okay? Well, she's an what? adult now. She was an adult. She was like 19 at the time. Okay, wait, wait, wait. like you have some questions about <laughs> this. Go ahead. Wait, so she was, this was her old school teacher. Right. And John Mark Carr, she sees him on TV confessing to the murder of Jean Benet Ramsey, and she's like, "I gotta have it." Yeah, pretty much. And remember, <laughs> wait, this is a story about Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, we'll yeah, we gotta yeah, let yeah. it unfold. Okay, so she enters into a relationship with him. Now she's like 19 years old, 18 years old, mm-hmm. 19 years old. But the story is that she had to get a restraining order against him. Like everybody who comes into contact with John Mark Carr winds up getting a restraining order against this guy. Yeah, yeah. She gets a restraining order against him because his plan was he wanted to recruit her into kidnapping a bunch of little girls like John Bonet Ramsey and turning this into a cult where he would have all these little girl beauty pageant kids. Doesn't oh sound like the, the okay. yeah. Right. I'll tell you what. I go to a PTA or a ter- parent teacher meeting and I see this John Mark Carr guy yeah. there. I, it's it's over. I'm bring I'm putting my kid into uh, well, I would <laughs> say private school, but private, they're not much better here in San Francisco. Yeah. We should say too that he didn't kill John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> no, I, I don't think he did. Had anything to do with killing John Benet Ramsey, but this guy is up to some weird stuff. Oh, he's yeah. a total sicko. Yeah. I just mean that, like him confessing. It was you know for people that just don't know the case, like he confessed and then it came back, and then they were like, "Wait, but you didn't do it." Like it was very weird. That, yeah, that yeah. whole uh, confession. He's mixed up, too, with uh, Richard Allen Davis, too, the guy that killed Polly Class. There's a connection between these two behind the scenes that goes on. Uh, I get emails from all these people. It's crazy. Okay. Wait, it's really? Crazy. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I have no idea what goes on. Whoa. Polly Class was a big thing for me when I was a kid because growing up in the Bay Area. Anyway, sorry. The girl, Samantha Spiegel, who was the 19-year-old that was in the relationship with John Mark Carr, I track her down. I bring her on to my show as a guest. Okay. In fact, it's in my uh, uh, Patreon, the Opera Report Patreon. You can find it there, okay? Uh, We're talking about the whole situation, her relationship with Carr, all this kind of stuff like that. And at the end of the interview, she blurts out, and I had sex, I had an affair with Dr. Keith Ablo. And Dr. Keith Ablo abused me. And I says, whoa, wait a minute, hold on a second. (laughs) She shouts this out in the episode, on air. Yes. It wasn't live. We were were recording. We had to record this because she was such a frantic guest. I had to make sure I I grabbed her that moment and recorded with her. I'm familiar with the type, Ed. (laughs) You got one on the show now. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to have to stop you again because we need to explain who Keith Ablo is. Dr. Keith Ablo. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is like a celebrity uh, Fox News contributor. 
a psychologist, psychiatrist guy. Uh, you know, on the, I first heard him on the Howard Stern show when he was giving therapy to, to Howard and Beth, mm. okay, live on the air. And <laughs> yeah, he, he's he been around a long time. He creeped me out at that point. Okay, so she's blurting out all this stuff about Dr. Keith Ablo abuse, getting her into this S&M relationship and abusing her and all this kind of stuff like that. So I just said, well, I said, look, I'm going to bleep this out. I bleeped that part out, his name at least, okay? Yeah, 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 show, yeah, yeah. But after the show, I says, hey, you know, if this really happened, we got a lawsuit against Keith Ablo. I'm going to put you in touch with my attorney. Okay, when he hears this story, Ed, fly, I'm going to fly her out here. I'm going to fly her down <laughs> to Beverly Hills, put her on a plane. This is a great case. This is a great case. But she chickens out. She doesn't want to do it anymore. But in the meantime, I have all the material against Keith Ablo. I have all the text messages, the emails, the photographs. I got all the dirt on Ablo. So she kept all this stuff. Yes. Ladies, listen, listen. If you ever get into a relationship with any kind of celebrity doctor or psychologist or psychiatrist, any kind of these, or you know what, for that matter, just a regular celebrity. I'm not saying you have to do anything with it. I'm just saying might be a prudent and a good idea to perhaps uh, keep some documentation of the, yeah. uh, you know. I yes. say any man. Just keep your receipts, ladies. Uh, do Ladies, do not listen to Liz about that. Also, <laughs> podcasters do not count as celebrities, and it is not f cool to do that. No, no, keep everything, then call me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do not call. If you have ever been in a relationship with a podcast, do not call Ed Opperman and ask him to talk to his lawyer. Yeah, I got the team for this. By the way, we'll get to that in a minute. So anyway, we got all this dirt on Ablo, right? But she, she's, you know, she's, you know, on, at the time, I thought she was a very nice woman. We've had her mm -hmm. ups and downs. But the thing is, she's a damaged person. has a lot of problems. And she didn't want to go through the lawsuit and the crazy things were happening with her. But finally, like a year or two later, she comes back. She's on board. We're going to do the lawsuit. Uh -huh. And wouldn't you know it, just as all this, when she finally agrees to do it, the lawyer is involved up to his neck with, with Stormy Daniels' deal. <laughs> this is the mm. lawyer in the Stormy Daniels case. So, and he even thought that I, one time I was sending him some screenshots of some stuff like that. And he thought I was trying to hack into his computer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, Lord. Well, you know, the Mueller investigation, Stormy Daniels, the whole thing was insane. This is Wait, insane. so this is all really recent. Yeah. Also, to be clear, is the lawyer Michael Avenatti? No, no, no. Okay. The, the okay. lawyer is He's... Keith Davidson, the, the first okay. attorney, KMD Law, advertises on my show. Oh, uh, of course, of course. There you go, man. Yeah, uh, uh, Avenatti actually sued uh, us. And look Shocking. what happened to him. <laughs> Yeah. That's right. You yeah, come yeah, at the king, yeah. you best not miss. Exactly. You, know you will be behind the bars. Exactly. So, so <laughs> w what exactly is going on with it? Like, so this must be pretty bad stuff you sent into the lawyer. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's it's incriminating stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you something else too. The, the girl, the victim in the case, actually hacked into his Facebook. She she had all conversations he was having with other women too, as well. Okay. I love it. I and love it a lady it, hacker. It was brutal stuff. He was telling her to get tattoos and piercings and, and uh, you know, just very abusive. You know, like treating her like a, a pet and a toy, you know, like, a, yeah. you know, like it was degrading stuff. It was degrading stuff, too, as well. Well, and, and it's what's, what's worse, too, is that this girl came to him after having been in this strange relationship with a, a guy who, you know, engages in similar sort of psychological haranguing. And, you know, she's obviously, you know, she's going to see a, a psychiatrist. She's trying to, like, you know, get some help. And then this guy, of course, turns right around and starts, uh, you know, starts fucking her and starts doing all this crazy shit. Bro, that's a perfect point because what do you call it? Uh, 
um, when she, when he contacted her, she thought he was contacting her to help her with therapy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And by the way, too, you know, he, he lost his license due to all this material that was on the, that I saw in those emails and those phones and stuff like that. His license was suspended. And the Psychological Board of Examiners said that he was an immediate and serious threat to the public. Yeah, that was a big deal. He got kicked off of Fox News when all that came out, right? Yep. And then, yes. yeah, yeah, it was like, it was a lot of, it was a lot of women, right? Well, th- it was at least three women moved to, I, I was in Massachusetts or something. I know they moved to whatever town he was in from across the country yeah. it, to to be with him. I mean, these are three of his patients and yeah. he just starts dosing them with ketamine all the time and having this crazy sex with them. Yeah, the guy's no joke. The guy's no yeah. joke. Immediate uh, danger, like I said. Um, and, and it was a great case, too, because not only could we go after him and his insurance, we could go after Fox News as well. Mm. All right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, Interesting. I love I it. I love the way you think, Ed. Oh, yeah. That's what I do for a living. <laughs> That's what I do when I'm not podcasting. <laughs> with, with the great chewing on crew. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so right around the same time, who goes to live with Dr. Keith Ablo? Hunter Biden. Okay, hold the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I I'm can't even about- look at him. I'm about to cry. Oh I'm my messenger. god. Okay, so, but like, why? <laughs> why? Well, I hear about this <laughs> because the client, uh, what's her name, Samantha Spiegel, her sister. Oh, by the way, you know, Samantha Spiegel and her sister, they have this fascinating life story, too, where they were both given up for adoption. Their mother was a, a, a street prostitute that gave them both up for adoption, you know? So they both become friends of mine. We've all become pals, you know, off the air and on the air and stuff. And uh, so she comes to me and says, oh, look at this article. Keith Ablo uh, was mixed up in the second Hunter Biden laptop. There was a second laptop. Okay. All right. So I start reading these articles and I'm looking into this whole story. And I see how um, this Bradley Birkenfeld, who wrote mm-hmm. the book uh, Satan, Lucifer's Banker, okay? And he's having a book launch party. And who's at this book? I don't even think he can come to this country, by the way. I think he's, he's got his own <laughs> problem, okay? He's, uh-huh. I just interviewed him. It's in my uh, Patreon, too. Uh, Bradley Birkenfeld. He got $100 million, okay, payoff as a whistleblower payoff, ratting out people with Swiss bank accounts. I kind of like the guy. He's a right-wing nut, but I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a few of them out there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So what do you call it? So he has this book party, right? And who's in, at the party? Bo Deedle, right? Uh, Bernie Carrick. And John Kirikawa, the CIA agent uh, turned whistleblower. Yeah. I, had, I had him what on my show. What party too. was this? <laughs> it was a book launch party. Everyone has them. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know. Right. I've been to book launch parties, Ed. There's 22-year-old art student girls yeah. and then like their 45-year-old boyfriends. You don't, you know, you don't have these guys at them. But yeah. if Bo Deedle had been some of those, I, I believe me, they would have been a lot like more fun. Just like the Verso loft. Exactly. So, <laughs> All right. So, there's this book party. Uh, full disclosure, I used to hang out with Bo Deedle every night at the Dinaro <laughs> back in the days. <laughs> okay. Incredible. And he's actually a fun guy. He's a nice guy. Just like I said about Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton's a fun, nice guy, too. But Bo Deedle's fun and nice in a different way. <laughs> yes. <Okay? laughs> if you don't know who Bo Deedle is, go out and find the movie Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. If you And also, if you haven't seen Bad Lieutenant, you should not be listening to our podcast. You need to mm-hmm. stop the podcast immediately and go watch Bad Lieutenant at least five times in one night. 
<laughs> Otherwise, how could you be prepared for our podcast? True. <laughs> I got a bad lieutenant story for you. You guys are gonna love it. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, oh yeah. Well, let's, let's, say, let's save that for after. I would, yeah. I would love. No, that. no, I can tell you right now. Okay, but but it's okay. the Harvey Keitel version. The Harvey Keitel version. The scene where he pulls that car over. There's the two girls in the car, and mm-hmm. he starts masturbating on the door. Do you know who mm-hmm. that girl is? Who? That scene was totally ad libbed, and the girl in the car was his babysitter in real life. That never. That was her first acting job she ever did. I think it was her last time. <laughs> That's how but, you get the scene, though. It's method. That's how you get the scene. Also, if she's Harvey Keitel's babysitter, let me yeah. tell you, Harvey Keitel is okay. He's an actor, but he's also just a very famous male nude. I think I've seen Harvey <laughs> Keitel's penis more often in my life than I've seen my own. I mean, the guy is just every single movie is in. He's a real typecast guy. He just fucking yeah. takes it off every single time. Great actor. Also, yeah. I will say, Amazing. the second Bad Lieutenant, Protocol New Orleans, also great movie. Very oh, really? good. Very underrated. Oh, I, Ed, have you not seen it? No, I, cause oh, I, 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 I can't bring myself. I can't bring myself. No, it's it. like a totally different yeah. thing, and it's actually really, really well yeah, done. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the first one, except no. he also pulls some people over, but it's, oh, it's oh, really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, Gotta like say, too, scene. big fan <laughs> of Abel Ferrara. Just okay. all films. Okay, so we're at this. Oh, by the way, the other one at the party is Bernie Carrick, right? And you know the whole story with Bernie Carrick and that guy Lawrence Ray? No, 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 no. Give it to me. Okay, where was this? The Lawrence Ray was the guy who was at the uh, the girls' dorm. What with the what the um, uh, Sarah Lawrence, I think it was. Yeah, Sarah uh. Lawrence College. His daughter starts going to Sarah Lawrence College, right? Oh he yeah, moved- this guy. Yes. Wait, no, yeah, tell her. I know who you're talking about, but say it, say it, say it. He moves into his daughter's dorm at Sarah Lawrence College, and he starts pimping out the girls and, and brainwashing them and stuff like that, right? So he, he paid for Bernie Carrick's wedding. He was the best man at Bernie Carrick's wedding. Liz, do you remember this story? Yeah, it that, was, there was that huge article in like New York Magazine about that. Precisely, yeah. yeah. It was, I and mean, it was and a really disturbing a... story that mm-hmm. really didn't make a lot of sense in terms you know, how something like that can happen on a college campus. A little strange, yes. Yeah, he, he's in prison right now. He's in jail right now. At least. Yeah, so yeah, wh- yeah. So just think, while all this is going on with the laptop, Bernie Carrick is going after Lawrence Ray, getting him thrown in jail, okay? Jesus Christ. I talked to Lawrence Ray. Okay, I tracked him down. <laughs> I tra- you know who I tracked him down through? Who? A.J. Weberman. Really? Yes, the yippie garbologist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the famous for digging through Bob Dylan's trash and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, AJ believe me, Ed, Ed, as an, as an unlicensed amateur <laughs> and, uh, and disbarred private detective myself, uh, garbology is the one criminal science that uh, I'm an expert at. Believe me, I can figure out anything from anybody's garbage, whether they grind their beans, whether they just do it whole. I mean, uh, believe me, it's, mm. yeah, underrated science. Well, you know my connection to A.J. Webman, right? Well, I, I mean, I know, you were, I know you were hanging around smoking dope with the yippies in the 60s, yeah. but, yeah. I, I, was, I, I knew A.J. Webman was like 16 years old. He used to sell, what well, I used to buy from a guy named Fred Gottbetter who used to buy from A.J., the hash and the pot and all the stuff we used to get, mm-hmm. okay, for years and years and years. A.J. wrote the book Coup d'etat in America, which is the first book to expose the three tramps as being Watergate burglars. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But A.J. wrote a book about Rudy Giuliani, and this guy, Lawrence Ray, was a source. Because Rudy Giuliani, had, and by the way, A.J.'s got all his books pulled off Amazon, and they were really going after him. Go ahead. Wait, Lawrence Liz. Ray was a source on a book about Giuliani? 
Yes. And, and, and Lawrence Ray says all of this is exaggerated and made up. And it's because he was given information. He was ratting out Bernie Kerrick. That's why he has all these problems. He's an intense Jesus guy. Jesus okay? Christ. But we're that here is... to talk about Hunter Biden, guys. Of we're here course, to talk of course, about of course, Biden. of course. You know, you've know, just... got to say it's an incredible milieu. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A yeah, rogue. Ed, you got to introduce me to these guys. Okay. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to be going to these book parties sometime. We've got to you know, get through COVID so we can get back to real mm-hmm. New York now that yeah. crime's so going can, up, so, city's so coming I can, back. I can go out to dinner with Bo Deedle. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Bo has me blocked on Facebook because of my position on the police. You know, he's a right-wing guy. So, oh, yeah. Which I was kind of sad to find out that he, that he blocked mm. me. Well, he'll get over it. I can, well, I'll, I'll get over it. I have to get over it. He's, he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, true. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So I read the story, okay, about this book party and how Bo Deedle and Birkenfeld, uh, Bradley Birkenfeld, the, the Swiss banker guy, mm-hmm. hop on a plane and go down. To, they hear they get wind, okay, that the Hunter Biden was staying over at Ablo and that Ablo has his laptop and a hard drive and a phone and some other stuff. They, and so and I'm reading this article. I'm imagining that they're just knocking on Hunter Biden's, uh, Keith Ablo's door saying, hey, we want to buy, you know, we want the laptop. Why don't you give it mm-hmm. to us? So I track down Birkenfeld and I invite him on the show. That show's in my Patreon too. Okay. Lucifer's, uh, okay. <laughs> What's it called? What's it called? It's called Lucifer's Banker. Okay. Bradley okay. 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 But in the description, we talk about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. He comes on. And I'm, you know, butter. Oh, it's the greatest book in the world, Brad. I love your book. <laughs> You're a hero. <laughs> okay. But all I want to know about is the laptop. I read this guy just for the laptop. He comes on my show exclusively, tells the story. First of all, first, before he comes on the show, we're talking about Bo. I said, oh, man, me and Bo used to hang out every night. Yeah, yeah, me and Bo went down there. We went after this laptop and stuff like that. When he comes on the show, I say Bo. He doesn't even listen. He doesn't even hear the name Bo. <laughs> he won't say Bo nothing on the show, okay? But- he gives me the story. He goes, yeah, I heard from Keith Ablo's brother that Keith Ablo was in possession of Hunter Biden's laptop, and he wanted to monetize this laptop. He wanted $2 million for this laptop. <sighs> well, hey, no, so, no, oh, so you might laugh, but here, here's the thing about Ablo. Ablo has, has been forbidden to practice medicine. He has been fired for most of his jobs. I doubt anybody is buying his self-help books of a man who's been me too between fucking, you know, in 50 different states. Uh, you know, this guy, I mean, he, it's, it's, it, it's true. It's, I think, was the DEA or something raised yes. his place and takes the yeah, laptop. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, I'm sure that he realizes, like, he's sitting on a hot commodity. And then, Hunter, I got to say, if you are listening to this, which I assume you are, you really just the point of the laptop is it's portable. So when you leave somewhere, you can take it with you. Do yeah. not leave your laptop places. This man doesn't seem to have a good uh, eye on his own belongings. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm assuming so. Uh, my assumption is that he's hanging out with Ablo because Ablo, okay, yes, he's a sex scene, much like yeah. Hunter, but he's also, I mean, this guy is a one man studio 54. I mean, he is, he is. He gets busted at one point for prescribing like nine of his employees different medication on the uh, on the agreement that they share with him. Which, be honest, I mean it's <laughs> smart, you know. But uh, but I mean, you know, he's giving these girls ketamine to treat the depression and all that stuff. Which I mean, uh, I'll tell you what, from from, I don't think that works because most of the girls <laughs> I know that have depression are do have it because they do too much ketamine. But but that's neither here nor there. I'm thinking like it's Hunter's just there to party, right? 
Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they're, they're into the same stuff. The two guys are into yeah. the same exact stuff. Okay, we saw the foot. <laughs> we, we saw, saw the, the foot. <laughs> me, we me saw and the Bryce, foot. Right? He comes uh-huh. to me and says, "Hey, you got a link to the to the video, right?" And I says, "Yeah, man." So then, I, I just happened to see this the other day when I was looking through emails. And then we're going back. Well, that's an adult foot, right? <laughs> oh my god! I have to yeah. say, too, Brace would not stop sending me that video. I did. I did. Oh, it's you got to blame Ed in the first place because that's the person who gave me the link to the videos. I, know. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I mean, that what a what a what a what a scene. Wait, but I have the, a question. Really, go quick. ahead. Go ahead. At a couple, like a couple beats back, you mentioned that there's two laptops. Can you explain that? That's what we're saying. Okay, oh, the theory. Ahead. Okay, this is what we're saying. This is what we're saying. Okay, the theory is. Okay, is that there's two laptops. Mm-hmm. That Hunter Biden had a water damaged laptop, and he brings it to this guy in Delaware, this Isaac Mack guy who's blind mm-hmm. and a Trump supporter. And he has, and by the way, too, I have the raw um, audio of an impromptu press conference that he held with four reporters where he can't keep his story straight. I have that on my Patreon too. I listened to that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It is. I mean, the it's guy is totally weird. all over the place. It's shady yeah. as fuck. Okay. So the theory is that there was that laptop and then there's this other laptop that was taken from Keith Ablo's house by the FB, by the DEA took mm. the laptop. But now we know what the real thing is. We know that Ablo had, he, he knew something was on this other laptop. Okay, mm-hmm. he knew because he knew it was worth two million dollars. He's trying to negotiate with, let's say, Bo, which and what I think is there, and Mr. Birkenfeld, who has a hundred million dollars. Two million is nothing to him, but the deal doesn't. The deal falls through, and what happens? Two days later, the DEA comes knocking on the door. Give us the laptop, Mr. Ablo. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. So it? these guys, these guys, they go over there. They, you know, they they try to lowball the guy. He says right. no, and then. They fucking drop a dime on him. DEA comes. I can DEA see. too. That's that's that's, that's what's old that's, school move. I like that. that's an old school move because I'm sure they were like, well, there's drugs in the house too. You know, it's Mr. Apple. Not even no. I think that they went. They got a judge to do, and this DEA guys were their buddies and went in there and just only for the laptop. And then mm-hmm. they gave it right to them. They gave it. <laughs> they gave well, it. here's the thing: is is we found out about this raid about uh this this laptop raid months after it happened, and then it's right. just like uh it's just like a lot of this stuff. It reminds me of how we found about those DVDs in Epstein's uh, safe. We hear about it in one story and disappears. We never yeah. hear about it again. So there's another laptop out there. We know there's another laptop. Is it connected to the? I, I nobody knows. The DEA has it. Well, that's what's. Oh, I have a question then because yeah. you know how the right. Like right wing guys, uh, I mean, with the with the uh, first laptop, with the, like you know the Giuliani, uh, yeah. you know, laptop, the one that everyone knows, the right was saying that the reason why it was also scandalous is because that somewhere there was child pornography on the right. laptop. Bernie mm-hmm. Carrick said that, and Giuliani said that, and I went on Twitter to Bernie Carrick's uh, Twitter feed, and I said, "Well, if you guys, you and Bannon and who else are passing around this laptop? You're all in possession of child pornography, my <laughs> right, friend." Right, right. And two exactly. days later, they went and they dropped that laptop off to the Delaware police. But Birkenfeld's theory, Birkenfeld's theory, which I got out of him, mm-hmm. is that it's the same laptop. Is that? The DEA, on behest of Bo and Birkenfeld, went in there, snatched up the laptop. They made a copy of it, gave the copy to uh, uh, Bo, Bernie Carrick, Giuliani. Then they take it over to the other guy. They take it. They, and by the way, too, uh, Ablo would even know where Bo Biden was dropping off laptops to be mm-hmm. fixed. They get it to him. 
He first brings it to the FBI and nothing happens. But, but we know that Steve Bannon was talking about having his laptop months ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, Bannon, Bannon was the guy, you know, on, on Miles Guo's yacht taking pictures of a laptop screen, being like, it's not safe for me to just screenshot. Like, I got to take a picture of it. And so, like, Bannon, I mean, that's that's the confusing thing is because it's always been like, well, do they actually physically have a laptop or do they have a hard drive or do they just have the documents from it? Like, copy, I don't yeah. understand because how can they both have it? And, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's either a copy or something like that, but they sort of intimate that they actually have the laptop, which is funny because I thought the FBI had the laptop. And so exactly. it, the story gets, I mean, the story is total mush. And and the computer repair guy was saying, well, yeah, I made a copy of it, but, but none of that fits, man, but this fits. But they mm -hmm. went to a judge, they got a warrant, their own guys snatched up the laptop and then planted it over there at the computer repair place. That is such a stupid. Why would they? Okay, these guys are such dumbos. Why would you take it to a computer repair place? That is just it. so weird. He was in on it. That's the impression I get. Because the oh, guy, the computer I mean, guy, you mean? Yeah. He oh, is yeah. Such no, a no. I agree. I completely agree. I just what I mean is like even that's this that going with that storyline, being like, okay, I know how we're gonna plant it. I just think it's yeah. very Cause, stupid. Because watch, because watch, because they can't say, hey, we sent in the cops to Ablo's place to snatch up this laptop. We we got a crooked judge. We got a crooked DEA agent. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, out there snatching up laptops. <laughs> they gotta get into the hands of civilians somehow. Some you know cooperative dupe. Patsy. Yeah. I mean, the magic laptop theory. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God. You know, I tell you, a couple of things going on too today, right now, um, is uh, you know there's a big investigation coming out about how the uh, SDNY is investigating mm -hmm. Trump. All that's based on on Keith Davidson's uh, case with the uh, Stormy Daniels. But this other thing too going on about this um, uh, politician in Texas who started this whole case suing the other states to overturn the election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It came out today that the day before he went to the White House to visit the, the president, he got visited by the FBI. OK, yeah, he got visited by the FBI. So there's a case against him. And then this is what motivated him to go up. So we have a secret police force out there. Oh, I'm yeah. Do, doing hit jobs for the, for the president. I would say we've got several secret polices out there doing hit jobs for basically. I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing. That's how it's always been is, you know, there's these factions within the deep state or whatever kind of going after, you know, it's the CIA sometimes on one side, sometimes the FBI is on the other, sometimes on the same side. Trump seems to want the DIA to be its own kind of thing there. I mean, you saw that in sort of that, like those rumors about, I mean, obviously bullshit about the. Uh, the what was it? Navy SEALs going after the CIA server yeah. farm in Germany. I mean, I think. I mean, obviously that was fake because uh, what they're having a big firefight in a, one of the largest cities in Germany and nobody hears about it. It seems a little suspicious to me. But but it's weird because it's almost like that. There's there's this sort of like psychic undertone where everybody knows that there's these sort of feuding factions in the deep state, and so they kind of have to invent these stories. Uh, to, to, I don't know, they just kind of appear like that. But, but yeah, I mean, look at, you know, look at like, Trump and Flynn and all these guys. They are definitely, uh, they are, they are, they, they got DHS and they got DIA. And you got CIA and maybe FBI and, you know, going around different sides too. I mean, it's a whole mess. Well, we'll look at the, the invasion of Venezuela, where you had Trump's private security guys. One of Rudy Giuliani's clients was in on the thing. <laughs> Keith Schiller's about making introductions. You know, it's, 
We're living in crazy times, my friend. And it was such a goof, like the, yeah. <laughs> the entire quote-unquote operation. I mean, yeah. At one point, they said it was put down by angry fishermen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. It was. I mean, my God, you know yeah. that make that makes that makes Bay of Pigs look like D Day. I mean, yeah. It was just Bay what a disaster. Well, Liz, Liz, what were you 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 were about to you were about to hit us with something? What was it? No, I'm just like I'm curious, Ed. Like your take on okay, a couple of things. One. Do you think the Hunter stuff is going to be a mess for the Biden admin? Yeah. And two, do you think there is more stuff on that laptop that we have not seen? Well, yeah, that's that's, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I think both. Yes. OK, they, if they appoint a special prosecutor to go after Bo Biden and his taxes and all that kind of stuff like that, then, then senior Biden. By the way, they're all dirty as hell, man. Oh, oh yeah, Biden. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I Liz, mean, Liz and the I... Bidens are like. <laughs> one of the dirtiest like i mean it's just it's like routine standard like historic corruption you know what me, i mean me and liz spent a very excited afternoon on the phone once researching uh uh biden's brother and hunter's ties to uh to the reverend sunky moon yeah. <laughs> i mean it, it, these guys are they their fingerprints is They're in every everywhere. nasty crevice and hole of the country i mean biden's entire career was bought and paid for by bankers like and it's well documented, and he's, you know what I mean? It's just everyone knows this. I don't know why we pretend otherwise. Now, the thing with the, is there child pornography on Hunter Biden's laptop? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that there was, okay? Uh, and I think they're holding it back for blackmail, all right? Uh, one of the things we see on there is, uh, which, which happens, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. You know, the really juicy stuff that doesn't usually make it into court. Um, yeah. Because a lot of blackmail goes on. It's crazy. Uh, what do you call it? Um, we know a couple of things here, okay? When a Biden, senior Biden, daddy Biden, comes here to Vegas with his granddaughter, he starts kissing her on the mouth on stage, okay? Did you guys mm-hmm. see that? Yeah. Yeah. It was a local story here, big, you know, and it, at the time it wasn't nationwide. Now you could find the pictures if you Google Biden kissing granddaughter. But yeah, yeah. it was yeah. pretty local here at the time. Now, her younger sister is was living with Hunter Biden, and there's an email from her mother saying, if Hunter Biden comes near my fourteen-year-old mm-hmm. daughter, call the police. Yeah. Oh, and there's away. a text. There's a text message from Hunter too. I mean, and believe me, as somebody who is, you know, thankfully in recovery, I can recognize a little bit of the old meth head in this. <laughs> uh, Hunter sends a, uh, well, a a strangely punctuated and very long text message, basically like saying like, you know, they're saying I did this stuff to, I, I can't remember the girl's name, but I, be, I believe it's the same girl. It's like his, his niece, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that was a whole thing. So that, that was when the, the Bannon type sort of intimated that there was all this other stuff about Hunter Biden and, and a niece. But what we, uh, and, and at first I was like, okay, this is bullshit. They're trying to do pizza gate again, except they can't do it that good this time. But then I look at the actual text message and these are, not fake text messages that it's an actual one that hunter biden sent and and it rings true with the uh the drug dar in my brain and uh and it's you know it's out there it's you know that none of this stuff has been denied and you know he's talking about how you know they're saying he's doing this stuff but he's you know he's not really doing this stuff um about this 14 year old girl well, well there was a thing too there was a couple of email thread where he was talking with his uh advisor his custody advisor whatever it was and he says that well they think I'm a bad influence on the kid because I'm I'm smoking cracks and FaceTiming naked in front of her. <laughs> okay, so you know, yeah, you know, I tell you, man, there's a wealth of real damage in there. You wonder how uh, they get away with this, man. How, you know. 
Well, they got away with it because all the papers and the <laughs> news media conspired not to talk about it at all. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it is true. It's like, I'm, I mean, we've talked about this so much in the podcast, but like, regardless of like what you think about the election or who you voted for or anything like that, like, I mean, literally, you, you, you cannot deny that the, the, the entire media apparatus just held Biden's hand through the entire thing. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, they just treated the entire... I mean, they traded him and everything with kid gloves because that was, I mean, that's what they did, yeah. you know? I don't think that's controversial. It shouldn't be controversial to Just point like that 2016, out. Just like neither side brought up Jeffrey Epstein, you know? Of it's course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, that was incredible because <laughs> it's, uh, you know, Brown, there's... Until Julie Brown, she landed on a spaceship from Mars, right? And, and released the story. Is that what happened? <laughs> This, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. We, we've never heard of it before. Yeah, I mean, what great just, reporting, you, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, so I actually had a couple of questions about Giuliani. What do you think okay. he's angling for right now? Because he seems all over the place. And, you know, you're, you're, you know, uh, you're a New Yorker. Well, you were, I think you always kind of tend to be one, yeah. right? You know, you've got a sort of Giuliani uh, – Je ne sais quoi about you. I don't know why I said that word. It doesn't make sense. But if some French word that sounds like Giuliani there. What is going on with him? What's your Giuliani sense? You know, it's funny. We used to go to this little Italian restaurant where the, the maitre d' looked exactly like Giuliani. Oh. <laughs> we, used to, we used to call him Giuliani. I, I've met Giuliani a couple of times, Rudy Giuliani. Okay. I met him mm-hmm. at the Doral with Bo and Raul Felder and uh, Jackie Mason. Okay. Oh, when he was okay. Before he was going to run for mayor. Giuliani's a fun guy. <laughs> By the way, I can Giuliani, imagine. Julian, when he, when he wasn't a fun guy, because I worked on those commission cases in the Pizza Connection trial where Giuliani was the prosecutor and I was working yeah. on the defense. So he remembered me years later, okay? And I believe he still remembers me now because I told you about that incident too where Roger Stone's people contacted me about dirt. They wanted, they wanted me. Okay, let me tell you what happened real quick. Then we'll get to Giuliani. Um, the day before, you know, it was the day of the debate that was on the Intrepid Museum, okay? Mm-hmm. The Intrepid Museum is owned by a guy named uh, Fisher, okay? Fisher House, or the Fisher Foundation. Uh, the guy who worked for the Fisher Foundation is Keith Schiller, okay? That's how I met Keith Schiller, through the Fisher Foundation. Um, now, who's sitting there? They, they Remember they brought the TV cameras in and Paula Jones is there and uh, Juanita Broderick and yeah, all these Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. And they, Clinton has to walk past them and all right. that. Yeah, and it's the whole thing. I've interviewed them all. I know them all. So everybody in that room knows me one way or another. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know yeah, if they're talking yeah, about yeah, me or yeah, what. Yeah. I get a phone call from a guy and he says, Ed, I'm just talking to Roger Stone. We need you to give us Kathy O'Brien's contact information. You know Kathy O'Brien? No, who's Cappy O'Brien? Oh, she's this crazy woman. I had her on the show, too. She thinks she was mind-controlled and, and uh, was raped by Bob Hope and a bunch of people and Hillary Clinton, okay? Uh, mm. And, I, and she, she, I thought she fell apart under questioning when she was on my show, okay? By yeah, the way, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. talking to a Mamie Van Doren who has some stuff to say about <laughs> Bob Hope, <laughs> okay? I'm working on getting her on the show. But anyway, they contact me and they says, Ed, we need you to get us Cathy uh, O'Brien because don't wait, listen to what he said. This is a guy that worked for Roger Stone. He says this the day after the Access Hollywood tape. He says because Kellyanne Conway is the one who's released that Access Hollywood tape because she's fucking CIA. Whoa! <laughs> this is what Roger Stone's guy says to me at ways at the debate. This is what they're talking about down there the day of the debate. Incredible! So they're saying Kelly. I mean, that would make a that would make a degree Dude. of. I mean, her husband certainly, you know. If not a spook himself, but a little yeah. spooky. I mean, yeah. my God. And what's the daughter? A little spooklet? 
Yeah, well, perhaps. I mean, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, I think Ed has interviewed enough child children of spies to know that sometimes yeah, it does run in the family a little bit. You know, Kelly uh, Conway's daughter blocked me on TikTok for no reason. Ed, you have a TikTok? Really? No comment. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, wait, wait! I want to pause on this with Kelly on for a second. We need to talk about. You just okay, dropped okay, a bomb. Okay. Wait, so. Okay, so you hear this, this is back in 2016, right? Yeah. So if that's true, I'm just like trying to put some stuff together then. What would it, like she was like active CIA, is they're saying? Or? The, the, all I got from that is that one single line. But mm -hmm. I said to the guy, I says, okay, listen, I, I gave him Kathy O'Brien's phone number and information like that. And I says, listen, why don't you show these guys all my shows that I've done on the Clintons about the Clinton Foundation and stuff. And I sent them 10 either YouTube clips or, or speaker clips, right? The next time, and, and Giuliani would recognize my name, okay? And, and, and yeah. they were all doing, I think they used some of my stuff for opposition research because one time I heard a Trump speech and he pretty much went down all the titles of my show <laughs> like one after another. So Giuliani, okay, he's a nice guy. He drinks a lot. Uh, he's short. He used to do that big comb over thing, you know. Mm. Oh, he's had all yeah. kinds of women problems. Now he's got the dye, the hair yeah. dye. Yeah. I mean, my down. God, his. I mean, I will say that uh, that thing with Borat was a setup, but he did yeah. get set up. I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, yeah. He fell for it. Well, wait a second. You know the story about his uh, comms director, right? No, no. Give it to oh, me. I did a show about this too. Uh, she was. She's a, a like a. a right-wing political operative that got mixed up with all these characters when she was 16 years old. She's only like 19 now and she's working for Giuliani as oh, his that's public right. direction. You ever heard the story, right? And there's pictures of her in a bikini on the boat uh -huh. drinking wine. <laughs> you know, what's, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on with this guy, you know? Ugh. I mean, you know, he's, uh, I think he's one of those guys who's like, I'm getting older, you know, I might as well just, I mean, he's living kind of like, it's like how Mick Jagger still tours and stuff. Like, Giuliani's <laughs> still in it for the love of the game and for the girls. Although I think that's that's actually giving Jagger a little too much credit in this day and age. But like, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, he is, he just seems so all over the place. Like, he can't, he, he, I mean, he's why Trump would pick this guy yeah. is just beyond yeah. me. I mean, he seems totally all over the place. He's certainly not the mayor of america anymore <laughs> no. no but he must have some serious blackmail dirt on a bunch of people yeah, yeah. i mean you if you are the mayor of new i mean come on like yeah. you absolutely you know he's got mad shit on everyone <laughs> i mean how did he you know getting that job in the first place you need to have a lot of shit on oh people. i got a great giuliani story want to hear this one absolutely okay <laughs> okay Leroy Nicky Barnes, okay, the heroin kingpin of Manhattan. Leroy mm. Nicky Barnes, right? Uh, Leroy Nicky Barnes was arrested because my ex-partner, Bobby Harris, right, his father uh, pulled him over and Leroy Nicky Barnes tried to bribe him, right? Uh, they tried to give him a bribe, right? Mm -hmm. so, How much? How much? Okay, I was just trying to think because um, it was a lot of money. Yeah. And some of the money. <laughs> <laughs> they kept some of the money. Okay, but they still like, charge him with the bribery. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Leroy and Nicky Barnes are sitting in prison. Right? He's sitting in jail. No, he was sitting in prison. He was sitting in prison. And uh, his ex-girlfriend, his ex-wife was out there sleeping with his enemies, right? So he sent some guys over to the club to kill the enemies. But mm. instead, they sit down and they drink and they eat with the wife and the, and the enemy. So he gets on the phone. With SDNY. And there's a recording of this that you can listen to. Everybody knows the story, by the way. There's a recording of this that you can listen to on YouTube. It's not that hard to find. And he calls up Rudy Giuliani's 
detectives, prosecutors, uh, agents, right? And he says, listen, the only reason I want to come and cooperate with you guys is because, you know, my guys out here, they're supposed to be doing things for me, but they're doing things against me. So that's my only motivation. Mm. Revenge. After, right. About a week after that, two white guys walk into the club and shoot his enemies. Whoa, look at Liz. <laughs> look yeah, at Liz. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a Giuliani story for you. Yeah. Wow, geez. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if you're mayor of New York, you got to be, I mean, that's why <laughs> you got to be a little bit, oh, that's, yeah. I have you got to be a son of a bitch. Yeah. So wait, I, okay. This is a bit of a pivot, but do you, th is stuff still run like that in New York? Or is it kind of moving away from that? Because de Blasio is like, not that guy. I think stuff is run like that everywhere, man. I know it isn't. I'm more in tune with what goes on in Hollywood and California and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And there's all blackmail going on, all kinds of skullduggery. What about Garcetti? He's mayor right now. The LA yeah. guy. I mean, he always just seems like such an operator to me. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for Newsom to appoint him to something. Get oh, absolutely. Well, because he's I like mean, a careerist. Think, well, but also think how much stuff must be out there on Newsom, right? I mean, my God, you know? How, but, how has it not come out yet? Who was the police chief during uh, Rodney King? Oof, I don't know. It was you know Garcetti's dad? Yeah, no? right. He, yeah, or I mean, no, no. His sorry, his dad was was DA. Uh, okay, well, forget. It. I'm not gonna remember. Attorney but general. The, but yeah. look it up. Whoever was the um uh, uh the police commissioner of L.A. during Rodney King it was CIA. He was working for the CIA. Yeah, Daryl Gates. Daryl Gates. There you go, my friend. That's Makes right, Daryl Gates. I remember that I, name. I mean, I think people think that like. You know, like San Francisco, for instance, is run in, I think, much the same way that like Daily Chicago was run, for mm. instance. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is it is really like, it is such a machine here. And it's so like, they're all tied up with, I mean, there's, there's a few different criminal enterprises they're all tied up with. But it really kind of went under the radar that like, our head of the Department of Public Works, I mean, the people who were supposed to be sweeping the sidewalks, you know, uh, clearing the trash, all this stuff. This guy, they were basically running a criminal enterprise. This guy goes under. Our mayor had dated him. 20 years ago, and the rumor was she was still shtupping him. Uh, and the FBI indictment is talking about girlfriend number one and girlfriend number Whoa. two. Now, everybody knows girlfriend number one is uh, is the mayor of San Francisco, Mademoiselle London Breed. <laughs> but, uh, but, but nobody can do anything about it. You know, and so many of her friends went under in this FBI investigation, and the FBI is still poking their noses around. And that's like, that's why I don't think a lot of people thought she might, might be able to get, you know, kind of uh, bumped up by, uh, by Biden or, you know, mm. she, Biden would uh, appoint somebody from California and then London Breed would take her place, maybe Kamala Harris's seat or something like that. But I don't think it's going to happen because I think that they know there's a little too much stuff out on her. There's blackmail out on her. Yeah. And she also once tried to hit me with her car. I, I got some good news. Mm. Uh, Nina Turner. Nina Turner's running. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are all my people running her campaign. Amy Valala, who's been on my show, and Keenan Korth has been on my show. The, the Victoria, my daughter, uh, volunteer. She interned for uh, uh, Amy Valala. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if it's an Opperman candidate, I'm all in. <laughs> there you go. What, tell me what else we need to know. I mean, give me the. I, I, we haven't spoken in a while. What's the Opperman update just in the world, in the nation? Oh, right man. Uh, oh, tomorrow I'm talking to uh, uh, Christine, Kristen Spearman, who is the paralegal uh, that's hooked up with the 
Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's up with those What's guys? What's up with those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard from them in a minute. Well, I, I tell you, I wish I could tell you everything I know with those bunch. I got mm. some really good juices. You know, they, you know, they got arrested, you know, for yeah, uh, yeah, doing yeah. those robocalls, right? Yeah, but and those guys get arrested every few. I mean, those guys, seriously, it's like they should, they have like eight strikes against them at this point. I mean, they should, they like, they, they, they're, they're in and out of jail more than anybody I know. And I know some guys who are. And so what, what, like, how do these guys just keep getting sprung? Who gives them money? Because if I feel like, you know, you got to do the whole like uh, Veritas route where, you know, you, yeah. you surreptitiously record somebody in a one party record state, you know, put it out, maybe edit it a little bit. But these guys, I mean, every single one of their operations ends with them very publicly and humiliatingly getting arrested, which doesn't seem like a success to me. I think they just like the attention and the publicity. And then they, there's, there's clients out there that say, well, look at these people. They're getting this stuff done. They, they're fixers and operators. And they, they do have clients, man. They have clients. They, I'm hearing they have like stacks of cash around their house, like a, like a Colombian Coke dealers from the, from the 70s and 80s. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, so I have her coming on tomorrow. Um, uh, Birkenfeld is a good show. That's in the Patreon. Oh, I got, hey, you know, the old OJ shows with T.H. Johnson. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this, man. T.H. Johnson. Uh, who, oh, man, he's got some great. He wrote a, did a documentary film about how uh, there had to be two uh, uh, killers at at OJ's place there. Because uh, there were two different knives. Yeah, there were two different knives. Uh, so he's got some good stuff there. And, but he's got this whole new thing. He listened to my show with Robert Whitehurst, who was the FBI whistleblower, right? Mm-hmm. And he contacted Robert Whitehurst, and they became friends and started talking to each other and cooperating with each other. Robert Whitehurst gave him 50 pounds of documents. Of co- He yes. measured it by the pound? I have a picture of it. It's huge. Okay? Jeez. It's a huge giant thing. All stuff with FBI corruption, all kinds. Of, you know, Robert Whitehurst was ready to testify at the OJ trial uh, that, the, the, that the EDTA was enough to kill somebody if there was that percentage of ET, EDTA in the blood. And Robert Widers is a legit guy, if you look him up. Wait a second. So, wait. Can yes. you walk us through the two-knife theory? So, there were two knives. That, that's so funny. That's the It's so funny you bring theory. this up because I am currently re-watching the um, Made in America doc, the OJ, like, five-part one that ESPN did or whatever. Forget um, that. Throw it away. Get Serpents Rising by T.H. Johnson. It's a I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Um, wait. So, what's the two? There were two knives? In the preliminary hearing. The medical examiner who actually did the autopsy testified uh-huh. that there were two different knives. One had a flat edge and the other was like a dagger with sharp at both edges. And that there were likely two killers uh, stabbing these knives in and out in different manners. Okay. So, and he testified that at the trial, the guy was nowhere to be found. They didn't bring him in. They brought in the head of the department who did not perform the autopsy. And, and he, test- he didn't mention anything like this at all. About the knives, the two knives, or the two killers. How do you like that? Who I do mean, you think was the other guy? I have an idea. Um, Jeffrey Felix, who wrote the book Guarding the Juice. Mm. He was uh, uh, OJ's prison guard in prison, right? Uh-huh. Uh, now, he, he wrote a book with a friend of mine uh, from Vegas. He wrote uh, a book about being OJ's prison guard? Yeah. Jesus, and OJ I can't finish him. my novel? God. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Corey Levitan, who's a great guy, too, as well. He was a co-writer in the book. You like him. Now, uh, his he, OJ told him, he says, oh, man, these guys, these drug dealers came to my door to pay off Nicole's debt. And I says, you know what? This time I'm not going to pay it. 
So they left and they started heading off to Nicole's place. Oh, he jumped. Shit. He ran over there, followed him. There was already the stabbing was already going on. He ran around in the blood and he took off and came back home and cowardly didn't do anything and didn't report it and stuff like that, which is why he can't tell what really happened. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Because then, he, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's just a basically accessory at that point, right? I'll tell you something else. Remember when OJ, uh, at the, the parole hearing, right? Mm. And he mentioned the prison guard, Jeffrey Felix. And he says, and this guy, we're going to sue this guy. He wrote this book and we're going to sue him. He made it all up. Uh-huh. I called Jeffrey Felix that day, right? And I says, hey, man, what's going on? Jeffrey Felix was already, he had appointments with CNN. He, that was all an inside job. OJ's getting a piece of that book. They had an inside deal. OJ, <laughs> man, that's the king, man. He's I mean, so he's smooth so on that shit. It. It's so yeah. crazy. He just, he knows how to you turn it on, that, man. Like he's a fucking pro. I mean, I just, well, here's the thing, Ed. <laughs> Even if somebody is an evil son of a bitch, if they are good at what they do, yeah, a I'm part of me is forced to respect it. I hear you. I hear you, man. Yeah. I hear you. You know, I can't. I can't help it. I mean, these guys. It's. 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 There's a lot of guys who do that kind of stuff who fuck it up, and then you know they go to prison. We never hear from them again. But these guys that kind of keep coming up and coming up and coming up. I mean, there's something to them. I, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but there's something there. Hundred percent. You know, I had on Dan O'Hanks on the show too, who was behind that whole thing with the OJ porn. <laughs> OJ no, I don't know. So I, I'm actually, I, I, I do. My only connection to OJ is I know a girl whose family was very good friends with OJ, and really? she was, yeah, yes. I, I can tell you more about it after the show, but yeah, my very... best friend's dad was one of uh, Ron Goldman's lawyers, so I know. Oh wow! Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Is he's uh, the one who got the book to the book? The if I did it, yeah. he got the um the advance to go to the Goldman's and like the the proceeds or whatever. The, oh from. yeah, it's from the, the civil the case, right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but it's ah, Christ, I can't remember what I was saying. But but I don't know that much about OJ. Is really what it like. It's always been sort of like, well, you know, he probably did it, and I'm sure some other crazy stuff happened. But I, I've never really gotten too into it. I, I mean, it seems like it's more multifaceted than I could have really understood i believe from my limited sort of uh engagement with it you know what you would really be into the Furman tapes you know uh there's there's hours and hours and hours of Furman confessing to these crimes these lapd crimes kicking in people's doors Mm -hmm. and just confessing to it man and and everybody says oh it's all about the n-word it's all about the n-word this guy's confessing to one crime after another that you can track down the facts and the details and, and see where it was and like it's like comical level like dave chappelle always had that bit um like from one of his early specials where he's talking about like cops just like sprinkling crack on dead bodies yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, maybe you should have seen something a little suspicious. I don't know. Don't you think it was like a little suspicious? Just a little suspicious? Every dead black person the police find has crack sprinkled on them. I mean, come on. It's like that level, like egregious, what Furman was doing with the LAPD. And then, oh, you know, I mean, he's like one of many, obviously. But it's so funny too because, so we're watching the, um, the documentary and you know jeffrey tubin is like a big oh. part because you know he got famous or he got really big writing that piece in the new yorker you know breaking yeah. the Furman stuff and so, <laughs> it's so funny because he comes on and immediately i'm like holy shit i forgot he just got <laughs> he just got, just got shit can for masturbating yeah yeah so crazy how the mighty have fallen yeah i mean boy what a uh what a blooper i'm hoping that it's uh as somebody whose job takes him to these video conferences quite often i i take p- 
pains to never let uh, myself be tubined. No. Um, it's almost but, like Harvey Keitel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Ed, it has been a pleasure having you on. I cannot tell you how how delightful this has been. We gotta we gotta do this again. Now, let me tell you something, man. I really, really enjoy this, and I I've been exhausted, man. I've been having a really rough week. I'm in court. I you know I'm getting evicted. I got all this stuff going on, man. I'm, I'm a mess over here, man. You know, and this it was real. I really enjoyed this. I really had a lot of fun. I mean, I thank you very much. And you're still doing the show four nights a week. Yes, I'm on Monday to Friday. No, five nights a week. Uh, five nights a week. In fact, I'm doing a show tonight. I'm doing a live show tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a second, right? And a couple in about eight o'clock. Yeah, I'll pour myself some scotch and uh, I used to go potato juice, but I'm no more vodka now. I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, listen, if you're a private detective, I think it's okay. You have a little tipple when you uh, when you record. I'm going I, uh, to be talking about um, so Rebecca Jones. Uh-huh. And how are they going? The woman with the COVID website, and they raided her house down here. Yeah, in Florida. yeah. This is such a crazy case. Let me tell you something, man. Okay, they didn't take her router. They didn't take her modem. They, they took her computers, her cell phones, her thumb drives. Nothing involving uh, access to a mail server. Okay, they're not even looking for that. They're looking for what other dirt they can dig up on her. And did you yeah. know that she was arrested earlier this year for a cyber stalking an ex boyfriend over a paternity? Yeah, nobody knows about this. I know all about it. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, I work these kind of cases trying to get people busted for, for cyberstalk. I got a case exactly the same thing in California right now. This woman's being uh, revenge porn, right? Mm, uh-huh. Cops won't do a damn thing. They Awful. went after this woman, Rebecca Jones, and arrested her. They dropped the case. They dropped the charges. The DA didn't touch this. The judge didn't touch this. But they went after her back then. They took her computer, the laptop, the whole same thing, and put her in jail. They locked her up. I mean that's yeah I I, I I saw that I saw that 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 her house got raided by these cops with the guns out like pulling yeah. them around I mean unholstered that's pretty wild for people well, who don't to- know by the way this is a woman who she's basically come out as kind of a whistleblower of the the Florida government the state government for basically like telling her to to fake COVID numbers in order to let the state reopen and and you know not have to close down businesses based on the the kind of case numbers and and death numbers that we're seeing. That's a very weird case that's happening. Yeah. yeah, and like a total like classic kick in the door house raid. Yeah, I Ed, I re-listened to your interview with uh, with with E Howard Hunt's son the other day. I like I that one. Huh? Third, I I love that one, and uh, yeah. and and I've I've become obsessed with his mother's plane crash. Oh yeah, well, I, no one knows about that either, man. You know, Dorothy yeah. Hunt. Yeah, yeah. mysterious. Prom- but when there was a bag money being delivered to him, exactly ten thousand dollars in her purse. I mean, mm-hmm. my God, you know, it's it's to go invest in a couple of Holiday Inns, which is well, you know uh, some people. She was CIA too, you know. Oh, of course. That's what I'm people- saying. Is it, yeah. is it? Is it? Is it? Is a lot of the times it seems like you know you got you got the you got the dad in, and then the wife does a yeah. little work on the side, and then the son's all in. Well, you know, E. Howard Hunt, he's working for Roger Stone. Now. You know that, right? I did not know that. Oh yeah, my God. yeah. Wait, what? I know, man. I know. Here's what happened. I'll tell you real quick because I can see we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what happened? Uh, so when he came on the show, he was parking cars. E. Howard Hunt, uh, St. John Hunt, was parking cars for a living. So he went to one of these JFK conferences, and who gets a hold of him is Roger Stone. Jeez. And Roger Stone tells him, "Hey, man, you're a legend." You're a legend. I want you to come work for me. You wrote a great book. You're going to be my ghostwriter. Write Jesus all my books for me. Christ. This Put guy, Roger Stone, man. 
Yeah. We, we got to get St. John Hunt at the Truanon uh, Ultra JFK conference. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Um, well, Ed, it has been a pleasure. We what? Where, where can people check you out? Opperman Report on Patreon is one. Okay, well, I told you, the Birkenfeld st- uh, show is in there, the Samantha Spiegel show is in there, and the Raw Audio. Uh, everything we're talking about tonight is in there. You can find it. Ed, I will group. say, as a, as a, as a, as a uh, loyal Patreon subscriber to Ed, he's got... <laughs> Ed Opperman has probably done more shows than any human being in history, except for, uh, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the big guys of radio. I mean, my God, there is a lot, there's a lot of content in there. Yeah. And the audience should know too, that Brace has really been a big help, helping me set up the Patreon to begin mm. with. And Liz too, he's so gracious. And thank you so much for, I know you're, you're, you're gritting your teeth every time I pop my peas over here, but it's, I'm doing the best <laughs> I can, man. <laughs> okay. I'm doing the best I can. But, you know, but Brace put together a team of guys for me to help me put the Patreon up and stuff like that. And I can't thank you enough, my friend. And really, God bless it. These guys are the real deal. He's oh, yeah. We got we got Marlon and Tom from uh, You Can't right. Win helping out. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, well, anyways, Ed, it has been a pleasure. We will link all that shit down below. Uh, I don't know why I'm pointing because that is just going to be something I type up in a few days when we put this episode up. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, it has been a pleasure. We've got to do this again. Thank you. Liz, I want to be a PI so bad. I think you should do it. You I know could I support do it. you. I, you know what? Because I, I was looking at classes at City mm. College to take it a couple of years ago. And my one, uh, I was like, oh, I can't drive. That's a. That's oh, do a, you have to know how to drive? I, I mean, I kind of just thought about it. I'd be like, I'd probably have to drive around. Well, here's the thing. You don't have to drive to take the classes. You could take the classes and get the license and then learn how to drive. Yeah, I guess that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I it just seemed like a it. lot of work. I just want to be able to carry a gun legally. I think 2021, that's uh-huh. next year, right? What year is it? Uh, 2020. <laughs> okay. 2021 is the year that Brace goes back to college. Well, here's the thing is, I, you know, you think about it. What would I do as a PI? I would get information on people. I would uh, participate in lawsuits. I'd stake them out. I'd do some stakeums. I would, uh, I would uh, stalk them and stake-ums I would and surveil stalk-ums. them. Yeah, I didn't even mean to say stakeums there. It's uh, our sponsor, stakeums. Um, but, uh, but why do you need a license for any of that stuff? Uh, Girls do that stuff all the time. Yeah, you're taking the libertarian, uh, no occupational licensing. Well, I'm sorry. If I need a license to tape, uh, a videotape the outside of a hotel room, women should need a license to go back to, into your tagged photos on Instagram and mm. find other people tagged in them. They should, actually. That's a good point. The reason why I want you to actually go is because I think you could learn some really cool tricks. I Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Bugging. Yeah. But also, think how much better you'll be at Google searching. Oh my god! Well, I use DuckDuckGo. Mm, well, that's the first problem. Uh, yeah, I, you know it's funny. I take these like half-ass measures to be like I should not be surveilled so much, but I'm like the, the government can just look at my computer screen. And Here's so, my thing. You know, what? you gotta push through it. They're gonna surveil you. Okay, so what? Mm-hmm.
Let's yeah. keep it moving, people. Exactly. Well, it's just like, here's the thing. If you're going to do anything remotely illegal, just don't do it on or near a computer. There's no yeah, other... I mean, tr- people kind of come up with, hey, oh, VPN and the, uh, uh, yeah, using it's passwords. News. It's all fake I just I don't use a password. I don't use a VPN. <laughs> and I use voice recognition Alexa and have it projected onto my wall, which you can see from the street. Yeah, full transparency. That's mm-hmm. the true and on guarantee. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Hunter Biden. I'm Liz. And my name is Brace Belden. <laughs> we are joined by producer Young Chomsky and MD uh, Keith Ablo. And the podcast is called Chewanon. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein.